Welcome back to the Love, Sex and Alchemy podcast. Today I'm here with my friend, Sean Colders, and we're going to be speaking about male orgasmic pleasure. Thank you for joining me, Sean. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, that's a pleasure. <laughs> it's an orgasmic pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just wondering if you can start by just telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, I feel like I do a lot of different things sort of in the same space. So my work for the last uh, nearly six years in May uh, has been doing energy work, coaching, and that has shifted and changed over the years, but predominantly helping people with relationships and, you know, like digestive, endocrine system issues. Done a little bit of everything within the healing space. It's been like an initiation after initiation. But these days, the most common things I'm working with people for is uh, healing relationships, um, a lot of tantric coaching for men, uh, human design readings, so helping people connect to their divine blueprint. And, yeah, I don't know, I still get all just random people coming to me for all random things, so. Um, yeah, I guess I'm a sort of resonate with calling myself like an intuitive empath, intuitive channel, and come to me to essentially for me to connect to their higher self for them and bring through what they're out, unable to get for themselves. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I love that. I've done one of your, a couple of maybe your group sessions before, and they're always super powerful. Like, definitely feel like it's like some sort of like energy initiation every time mm. I step into your vortex of work. Yeah, so I'm currently running a, a program at the moment or just started. So this one is really around healing our childhood wounds. So the session that I did on Sunday was went from conception all the way through to the first seven years of life when we cleared just the patterns, the emotions, the issues, everyone wants to take a look at some of the things that they need to see, what they need to feel and cleared that off so sort of like how I work one-on-one and how I work in groups is very different but essentially it's really the same thing getting to the root cause of issues through childhood the genetic line the reincarnation cycle and exploring yeah the energetic makeup of who we are and finding what's the cause of the original cause of our problems Mm, I love that so potent and so needed Mm -hmm. I'm super excited to have you here because um, I know we've been friends for like maybe four years now and we've both changed a lot in that time <laughs> um, and we've both been on this journey of, I guess, coming into our orgasmic, you know, um, potential really and we've had many chats together um, on a personal friends level um, around you know our journey in this and so I'm super excited to have you here on the podcast and sharing your experience because I feel like it's going to be yeah it can it's a really you know a potent thing for other men and even women to to hear like what is possible in this realm um, so yeah, I'm wondering if you could start by just, you know, sharing a little bit about what got you on this path and learning about, you know, being multi-orgasmic. Yeah, well, this, this conversation being recorded has definitely been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I initially got really interested in exploring sexuality or learning more about sexuality my very early 20s, I think like 20, 
Anonymous has like buying like a whole bunch of different sexuality books. And like one of those books was The Multi-Orgasmic Man by Mantek Chia. And that is a book that I feel over like a ten, that 10 year period between like 21 and 31 really sat there. I read, read it like three or four different times and read it in segments, but I didn't really, yeah, didn't really do the practices or, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, I was like waiting, waiting for the right call for it. So it's been, I think, a bit over three years. Like I haven't watched porn in over th like three, four years. It's probably like a two-year phase of like really weaning off, off it. Um, and yeah, I've been doing semen retention for the last three years in different different ways so definitely mastering that process of semen retention there's a, a lot to unpack there for, for men and how to do that correctly and what works best for them based on many variables and yeah I guess the big piece I mean for myself personally like becoming multi-orgasmic being able to completely control my ejaculatory response and then have multiple orgasms in a row like that was definitely like the the north star of it all but I guess along the way there's been a lot of you can call them hidden hidden surprises or gems along the way or just yeah like all the benefits that have come along with becoming multi-orgasmic and the processes the healing the integration becoming more embodied um, yeah connecting all the parts of myself together to create a full body pleasure experience rather mm. than it being an isolated genital orgasm mm, love that there's like so many pieces to dive into just from that alone um but yeah i'd love i'd love if maybe you could talk a little bit about your experience of um uh of yeah like semen retention and what were the benefits for you yeah so uh I have played around with it and like being on like a been in a semen retention period and not been working with my energy and not circulating it or like being lazy and I've had like some wet dreams from that so it's definitely like a, a push to push me into being more disciplined with it so these days um, I find that like I, I when I do ejaculate if I haven't circulated my energy, I'll feel an energy energy loss when I ejaculate. Um, yeah, it's it's beautiful when I am able to completely circulate my energy and um, be retaining. I've had a lot of different types of experiences from it, like creating being able to create more DMT in my brain is a lot easier. Natural DMT. Um, yeah, you know, I think there's still a lot of variables with it as well. Like sometimes I'm in semen retention, I feel like super powerful and magnetic and attractive. And other times, you know, like life still does get in the way and like you do have those low points. But for the most part, it does bring a lot of benefit into me feeling really healthy and strong in my embodiment. And, yeah, it's something that I'm... Yeah, like for me personally, like, like one, after about like seven to ten days, I usually find like that's where I really feel full in my capacity. And then it's like after two weeks, I feel like I'm like ready 
to ejaculate if I choose to. So that's like sort of where my cycle is at with it. And it's taken me a bit of time to really honour that and, and be connected with it because I've done, you know, like 81 days of retention. Like I've done a lot. Yeah, I think that's the most I've done is 81 days and I've done a lot of Do you feel that's healthy? Or? Uh, it's not healthy when I'm not circulating my energy and not getting myself activated and, and circulating and, and using that energy. If it's just sitting there stagnant, then, yeah, it can become unhealthy and I don't recommend that. And I've definitely... Yeah, like I've have gone through a small period where like I wasn't activating and I and, and circulating and I was just doing in the retention and it, it like sort of killed my libido and I wasn't really feeling sexual at all. And because once I once men get past that initial maybe I'm just gonna go like the whole bag phase and they can actually work with their sexual energy, you've like you're still just as sexual, but it's not it's not ruling your life. They're like the energy is not always leaking out. It's like you've got mastery over it. You've got control over it. I don't even like that word so much. It's like you've got you've got a healthy you've got a healthy connection with it. Mm, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what um, semen retention is really about. Like it's really just about being able to have that conscious choice mm. over it, right? Rather than you know not having it and it being and being ruled by this like fate of whenever you're going to go. Yeah. Um, and I know that like, you know, it's a big, it's a big issue for many people around the fact that, you know, women generally take a bit longer to orgasm than men. And, you know, there's like, we need a lot more foreplay mm-hmm. um, and that often gets missed or it's not long enough. And, you know, and a man ejaculates before a woman. And so she's not satisfied, but I'm wondering if you can speak to the other side of that, like has any of these times where you've, you know, been um, holding back from ejaculating, um, were you having regular sex with a partner or a lover and was how was that for them? Like how was their experience? Were, were they ever triggered that you weren't ejaculating? Mm. Well, definitely different women, like some women love when a man ejaculates and then some are like really happy to respect the process. I guess it really depends but. And sort of going back to the, the first bit, it's like, well, men also need time and foreplay, mm. and you know, the the slower. It, I mean, it's, it's very situational. Like, there's a mood, and there's a depending on you know, what's happening prior to the sexual experience. But yeah, like to get into the body, feel safe, feel connected, to really surrender and into the body is how a man can become multi-orgasmic. So. Yeah, like that is so needed for, for both partners. It's not yeah. just about like, yeah, like sometimes when I'm in in my orgasmic pleasure, like I can become orgasmic within a few minutes. And then other times if I haven't been as orgasmic recently or I haven't been as connected to my sexuality, it can take me some time to to breathe, to move, to circulate, to really yeah. build up the energy or to pull the stagnant energy through my body and really tap into the pleasure full body yeah cool I love that you spoke to that um yeah so powerful I feel like a lot of men that have ejaculation issues because you know I've worked with with men on this issue as well um I feel like a lot of the time you know they're very like in their masculine and they're not really in their body and they're not like slowing down and feeling the subtle pleasures that is available in in every moment in life right so they're like disconnected and then it's like when they have sex it's like all of this pleasure and it's like 
it's just like they go from zero to 100 because like all of a sudden they're in their body and they're feeling and they're feeling this pleasure. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really cool that you spoke to that. It's like um, by men slowing down and taking their time, you know, it's not only going to be beneficial to the women who, you know, who, whose arousal comes from the outside inwards. So their whole body needs to feel aroused and alive for their sex to like turn on, right? And their heart needs to feel safe. But, you know, like men are just the same. It's like, you know, if they want to last longer, they need to slow down. They need to like connect to their own feminine, I guess, connect to like their own pleasure, their own full body arousal so that they can take that focus away from all of the pleasure and the sensation or in their cock and like move it through their body. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's healthy masculine presence, mm. you know, creating the space in the connection, firstly with yourself to be present with, you know, what's going on in, in your own body. And so when I'm, when I'm able to be really self-aware and connected to my own body, it's, it creates so much more space for intuition to know what my partner wants or needs or to really even just get into that that graceful flow in a, in a connection where there's no mind, like we're moving in, in synchronicity and synergy with each other. There's just, yeah, like it becomes like a telepathic lovemaking experience because the presence that's there and the, the, the pleasure is almost like moving through you both and leading the experience like you, you both feel when it's time to pause and circulate. You both feel when it's time to change positions or it's like you both feel when you want it a little bit harder or a little bit softer and all the, yeah, all the nuances that are. Mm. I'm wondering if like, you know, because um, I get what you're talking about because I've also experienced that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that are like, what? Like that sounds amazing, but I've fucking never had that experience. Mm. You know, like my partner's not that in tune. I'm not that in my body. I'm not feeling that much pleasure. So I'm wondering if we can just take like a little step back and um, yeah, I know that we've, we spoke about, you know, one way to get there is by just slowing down and being present, but is there anything else that comes to mind um, or any advice actually that you could give to men in how to get to that place where they are in flow and they're present with what their partner wants? Because um, sometimes if their partner's not in their body and they're not really responding to their pleasure, then men, you know, they don't have, they don't know how to leave because they don't know what feels good or what not what what doesn't feel good so i'm wondering if there's any like tips or advice around that yeah well meditate being a good meditator is like the foundation of mm. good sex um mastering the breath and yeah like i've done a lot of different styles of breath work and they've all helped me not only just learning how to breathe better but clearing my emotional blocks and ingraining healthy breathing connecting with my sound and really having a space to really let the full expression of the, the tones, the sounds and the moans of pleasure that want to um, yeah, like be very, sometimes very releasing sounds, especially when coming into the body and um, bringing that presence in and that stillness. It's like the mix of, of them um, come together. So, yeah, I mean, that does really, like, lead into the whole piece around, like, our, our own healing journey, our healing our, our wounds around sexuality or even just what's going on in our present-day present life around, you know, like, what's, is, is the, the, 
the stress from the day getting in the way of you really dropping into your body? Is there something within the relationship that's um, causing uh, a repulsion or there's not, there's, the magnetism is not there? So it's like addressing these different parts that are really going to allow the man to be fully connected to his presence and then allowing that presence to actually penetrate his woman and so she can actually receive that, that fullness. Mm, so she feels safe, right? Mm. I love that. And so what I was hearing there is just like, just lead the way, you know, like be more in your body, make more sound, be more expressive, like work, like heal your shit, like prioritize healing your relationship to your sexuality. And I feel like that is naturally going to ripple out and, um, you know, impact your partner and her desire to be more in her body and be more expressive and more, you know, having a healthy expression of her sex. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like what I want to add there is like, you know, it's like the fun, you know, before intimacy as well, like getting into the body where it's like, let's, let's dance, let's maybe like breathe together and just move or like, yeah, like being really, like it doesn't just start when the clothes come off. It's like mm. the presence is held before anything, even like the first touch, you know, it's yeah. like how you look at them in the eyes and like it's like that's that's the intention there it's like the, maybe the first thing that happens in in the sexual experience is you just look them in the eyes and you hold that penetrating gaze of like you know i'm ready to ravish you right now and it's just like holding that it's like the words don't need to be said it's mm. it's felt mm. Yeah. Yeah. I always say this um, to like my clients and in my teachings and stuff as well. It's like, you know, most women need roughly on average 20 minutes to, to warm up for her pussy to be wet enough for penetration. Right. So 20 minutes of foreplay, but not that whole 20 minutes doesn't need to be like sensual massage and like oral sex and stuff. Like, you know, maybe 10 minutes of it could just be like laying on the couch together, stroking one another or looking in each other's eyes and breathing, you know, it's just being present with each other um you know a lot of the time me and my partner might just be flaked on the couch like after dinner you know but often when we're together even watching a movie or something we're cuddling we're touching he's stroking my hair I'm like you know rubbing my fingernails through his like his the hair on his chest like we're always touching there's already there's already this connection you know so sometimes it might not take 20 minutes of foreplay for me to be ready I might be ready just after a cuddle and like feeling each other's energy and breathing together and sinking our breaths together on the couch you know so it doesn't need to like like um Sean said it doesn't need to be like this amount of time once the clothes come off it can you know um, intimacy can start long before you even get to the bedroom yeah, the, you know, I feel like it's sometimes it's just like maybe something needs to be said or there needs to be something that connects the hearts together that prepares the, the intimacy to to start flowing. So whatever, mm-hmm. and being present enough with yourself to know like, okay, what, what needs to happen within inside me right now, what has to happen within our connection for this to be graceful for it to be flowing for it to be connective for this to be um yeah like just a really pleasurable experience and also being detached from any outcome or agenda with it as well Mm. yeah i'd love if we could like talk more into that um i know just before you know we jumped on this this podcast we were talking about 
um, how a woman really needs to feel like her heart needs to feel safe and feel like open enough for her to be able to fully open sexually and to her full orgasmic potential with a man, you know, um, um, you were saying how, um, you know, it's sort of similar to a man, even, even though like men's positive pole is more in their genitals. So um, often, it, you know, when a man opens sexually, that's what can open his heart. But also like all of us have masculine and feminine energy. All of us still have these same sensitivities. Men are just as sensitive, if not even more sensitive mm-hmm. than some women, right? So wondering if you could speak into your journey around like opening your heart through sex mm-hmm. and, and the like, you know, the emotional safety that you may need. Yeah, well, I was getting network spinal um, chiropractic and after one of the sessions that I had, this is probably like this very start of she said something to me about like how she connected like my sexual energy back in with my heart and over the coming months and you know even so like I felt the levels of integration of that that have taken place since then of like being more and more connected like what like my heart needs to be fully in it for you know this all yeah. the more open my heart is or the more connected I am with with my heart like whether it's in my own self-pleasure practice or with a partner um the more orgasmic I can I can be the more mm-hmm. pleasure I can feel you know it's like when I'm all just like down here and just like pleasure 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 like go 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 like I want I want I want give me give me give me it's like <laughs> well, no it's like actually it's even in my um partner experience it's it's like having those spontaneous like transcendent experiences or orgasmic experiences is like we didn't try to create them like they happen spontaneously purely by letting go and, and surrendering and we didn't know they were about to happen and so they yeah come out of nowhere so yeah it's like sometimes like you have one of those experiences and like I think even with like my ex it's like oh like let's do that again like and then you try and recreate and it just doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> I just want to quickly before you continue on like speak about that myth around the multi-orgasmic woman or man you know like often when people hear that they're like oh they're like ejaculating and having these like peak orgasms over and over again and that's not necessarily what all multi-orgasmic means it means that you're having a full-bodied orgasmic experience so it can last an hour of lovemaking right and that's being multi-orgasmic it's like maybe you don't have several peak orgasms in one session maybe you're just bringing the orgasmic energy from your genitals from your sex center up into your heart and up into your body so the whole time your body is responding like it is having this full body orgasmic experience mm. yeah well it sort of brings me to that piece around when when you mentioned the word tantra to people who feel like I don't know, sometimes a little ego people say like Tantra is not even about sex, right? It's, it's about <laughs> self-love, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's it within itself, you know, like bringing, opening the heart, connecting to the body, bringing in the full essence of, of the body. It really opens up the potential and the capacity to experience so much more. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we could sit here, we could do a whole pod- podcast. We could do, probably do 10 podcasts on all the, the practices, all the tools, all the methods, all the pathways that people can go on to, to, to get there. Yeah. And that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, finding, you know, each person needs to find their own path. And I think there's the beauty of it is becoming connected with yourself is like intuitively knowing like what it is you need in each moment because 
some days I need different things to other days in order for me to get there. Yeah, totally. I feel like if I was to give one tip on, um, you know, men or women listening to this around becoming multi-orgasmic and having full body orgasms would be just to be present in your feeling body more often, you know, Mm -hmm. so stop running from pain and chasing this external pleasure. Just be present with the parts of you that want to have another ice cream or want to, you know, (laughs) binge on social media for a whole day, you know, like what are you denying, you know? Um, And for me, like for me becoming multi-orgasmic has actually probably been one of the most like painful experiences because I've had to let myself go to the depths of my pain and feel like I'm constantly dying and rebirthing and I'm on this fucking full-on journey which isn't just orgasmic and yummy and pleasurable it's all the things yeah and the more that I go into my pain body and the more that I transmute that the more pleasure that I can feel the more pleasure that is available to me because I'm expanding that compassion of what is you know possible you know it's like um like if yeah you, you might not be watching the video but we're filming ourselves as well yeah. but let's just say there's like a pain and pleasure spectrum right it's like you can just live in the middle which most people do where they're not they're not really willing to feel the discomfort and they're just avoiding all their emotions but they're not going to be able to get far on the other end of the spectrum right but it's like if you're willing to go to the depths and feel the grief and feel the longing and feel the the deep pain you know and heal your traumas then you get to go to the other end which is being multi-orgasmic being full-bodied you know like kundalini awakening feeling delicious you know waves of pleasure coming through your being and feeling like sometimes you're being fucked by the whole cosmos (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's a perfect segue into the whole de-armoring piece Mm. because i probably spent maybe around a year working on becoming multi-orgasmic in the sense of like circulating my energy building up the pleasure edging circulating breathing trying to yeah like like how does this happen like i until i'd experienced it i didn't i didn't know but yeah like the um finding before i go into the end bit, it's like you're yeah, finding finding the most sensitive places on my genitals and being able to feel connected and stimulated that is definitely a big piece to becoming uh, multi-orgasmic and it's it's slow it's not it's not like masturbating pleasure it's it's like slowly finding that spot and slowly massaging and building up that pleasure slowly building 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 soft gentle slow so letting go of having to have like rigorous stimulation to feel aroused yeah my experience of becoming multi-orgasmic hasn't been by having like a super wank and like going as hard and fast as I can and like <laughs> just getting over some big pleasure threshold. It's through slowing right down and connecting to the pleasure. And like the more I connect to the pleasure, the more it expands, the more it expands, the more capacity I build. And it's like almost like blowing up a balloon where the more you blow into it, the bigger it gets and the more, the more space it's there. Mm. Yeah, the, the pain piece. Um <laughs> So it wasn't until I actually started doing anal dearmoring and that in of itself was very painful for me uh, for many for many reasons. Like there was a lot of physical pain in the dearmoring and that was... Can you yeah. explain a little bit about dearmoring for those people that are like, what the yeah. is that? So firstly, like my recommendation is to get like a glass dildo, like 
if you're a guy, get a glass dildo. There's some really cool ones you can get that have got like a curve, a curve on it. Um, I find that's really helpful for uh, being able to get to the prostate as well. So like I think you can type in glass prostate massager and get one that's got a nice curve on it. But yeah, like a good, um, yeah, de-armoring de is going through like entering yourself and moving through all the space within the body within uh, and finding like where it feels good, where it doesn't feel good, where it hurts, where it feels numb and breathing through it and, and, and feeling and surrendering to what comes up. So it's like our body holds on to um, like, yeah, memories of pain and different contractions in our being that are holding on to like stuck emotional energy and de-armoring is about finding those places, finding those places that feel numb or uncomfortable and just holding some pressure there and breathing and creating space for them mm -hmm. to release and de-armor essentially, like let go of the armor. It's the conditioning as well because when I first started, I, I feel um very comfortable in being like straight so it's like when i would penetrate myself i have like all this like gayness coming up over me and it's like i could feel like all the projections from my childhood and the con collective conditioning or the social conditioning around like even like conversations growing up around like you know like tea like play playground teasing like you taking up the ass and like stigma and and all that's like connected to it so it took me a little bit of time to really like feel through that and breathe through and be like, like this isn't mine. And like, like there's like this piece where it's like, this is like my peace spot is my most pleasurable part. So it's like, mm. why am I denying myself of this pleasure? Because someone else or something like some religion says that it's wrong or like a certain breed of male think that it's, it's it's gay or that it's like it's not acceptable or whatever it is yeah just clearing through all that was really huge and like I didn't even know that it was there within me because mm -hmm. it's not something that I would ever get like triggered around or anything like that until yeah. you weren't um, like a homophobe yeah, or anything. <laughs> until I went through the feelings the pain and everything else that come out of that process I feel like it was even there for me like I remember being a you know um like in my early 20s and I remember saying to to a, quite a few people I was like there's two things that I will never do and that is heroin and anal <laughs> <laughs> and I'm proud to say that I haven't done the other one yeah. <laughs> but yeah it wasn't until like my mid-20s that I started to like let go of that deep shame that I had and I remember even before that as a teenager and in my first sexual experiences in my early 20s and stuff, um, if anyone would get anywhere near my arsehole, I was like a, a man, I guess, or what I would assume like a man or I'd like completely retract and be like, get away from that. Like it was a fuck no zone for so long. So, yeah, I feel like it's not just like obviously more men have like more of this deep like homophobic shame around their their butt but some women also have a lot of shame around anal too even just taking the whole sexuality piece out of it like from a like psychosomatic you know it's like that's where we hold on to everything as well so it's not even necessarily about sexuality that can be like trauma abuse absorbed emotions things that like have happened to us that we're holding on to that can also be stored energetically in that space. So I like, I've definitely always been curious over the years, like when I sort of do the 
anal topic does come up, like seeing people's reaction and like, so like feeling into like what their avoidance of that is, like what is that really about? Because like the truth is everyone feels anal pleasure like it. If it doesn't feel good, then there's something in the way of it feeling good. It's not like yeah. your butthole doesn't feel pleasure and mine does. It's like <laughs> real ones does. Um, I love that. There's like a lot of like deep survival fears um, that we hold in our asshole. Yeah. And and I love um, like someone that I was speaking to and doing a live with the other week, like pointed out the whole like um, term tight ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. yeah. It's like we we call the people that like obvious that that are real stingy, right? That are real like afraid of spending money because that's like that deep, like rooted in that deep survival fear, a tight ass. And it's true, they probably do have a tight ass. Holding yeah. on to everything they got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so sorry, keep going. Tell us more about like um your 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 uh, journey of anal dearmoring. Yeah. So even like you know entering the anus is one thing, and then like building that connection with the P spot and the prostate, and yeah, like I guess it, it comes back into the whole like the same with um, the penis as well. Like you know slow breathing movement, like try different positions, try different different dildos like work your way up and yeah like start connecting to to all the different parts within within yourself because as you explore that cavity there's going to be there's a lot to explore in there and yeah, there's depth there's yeah <laughs> um, there's shit and, and there's a lot of pleasure, right? There's a lot of pleasure. And and for men, there's like your G spot. They need to, yeah. You need to you need to breathe through it. Breathe through it. Breathe through the pain, the discomfort, the shame, the fear, whatever's arising. So you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um yeah. And what about like um have you had much experience with like the prostate? Yeah. Um working up to uh, prostate orgasm it's just like I guess you go through little initiations and stages where it's like you know each time it can feel necessarily uh, an ascending order that it's like you know having, having new the more experiences you have of building up that pleasure it's like it's it's, it's very healing as well so it's like you can, can feel yourself letting go of old aspects of self like parts of your identity or like bringing in you know it's like your your body starts tingling or you get that full pleasure wave through the body it's like you know that like the body is like letting go the nervous system is recalibrating the body's becoming acclimated to a new way of like walking through the world like there's been multiple integrations within myself where it's like i leave the house and i go out into the world and it's like i feel a different sense of self because I've experienced a deeper level of pleasure within myself. The world is more pleasurable. <laughs> on that. My anus can yeah. can smell the world, yeah. can smell the roses. Yeah, the anus is the uh, doorway to heaven on earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, 
like anal rituals, like a ritual is just doing something with intention. So have you had much experience with that? It sounds like every time you do explore your like anal play, it's like with an intention to like heal or to soften or to let go. And I have heard that like the anus really responds quite well to intention. I don't know if you've had any experiences with that. Absolutely. I think that's just everything. Like life, life is a ceremony. When you wake up in the morning, you set an intention. The amount of times that I've been more, the more, the more intentional I become, the more magic is able to unfold. So yeah, like I don't think that's just about anyone. It's about everything, you know, from it's like filling up your drink bottle. It's like, what, what's the energy that you're holding in your space whilst you're filling up this super malleable um, liquid that's going to like, imprint off your your thoughts and your feelings um, to yeah you know like a prayer over dinner prayer before smoking a joint whatever it is you know it's like there's uh, it's all ritual and yeah I find myself feeling better when I am stimulated and activated and feeling my energies flowing in online before I enter myself uh, penetrate myself I find that's always been yeah like getting myself even whether it's like pre-orgasmic or getting myself like having a, a, a penis orgasm general orgasm first and then entering it's like a, it's a whole new like um yeah like my body's already open to the pleasure as well so it can can be different obviously you know there's like time restraints and and all that sort of stuff so play with it, find what works for you. There's no rigid or set way, but yeah, there's definitely easier ways to, to get there. And then also just having fun with it. And um, would you recommend, like if there's anyone listening and, you know, they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm quite ready to go online and buy this glass dildo. Um, what about just exploring with a finger to begin? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm sure that, that can even have stigma around it in of itself. It's your own finger. There's energy coming out of your finger there's a there's a more of a connective feel with the finger um yeah but just get, i guess just starting by and en- like entering and finding your prostate and seeing how it feels is a really good place to start yeah and even like the first few times you do it like maybe you're not quite ready to like penetrate yourself maybe you just want to connect to the outside of your anus you know and just like touch it and connect with them be like hello like (laughs) I've never connected with you in this way right and um yeah see see what comes of that as well yeah finger in and even just like halfway to the knuckle and just holding it and just breathing and like really like breathing through the whole body feeling feeling that finger there, but then breathing it through the whole body and allowing whatever wants to come up to the surface to come to the surface and really maybe looking at it as like going through stages and it's like, you know, just straight in and going all, all, all for it straight up and then like moving <laughs> through the different stages. Nice. Allowing yourself to process each step. Nice. Um, and I, I like you know, personally have seen the shifts in you since you've been exploring (laughs) this part. Like it feels like you've just gone through like so many different shifts and come more into yourself and like and healed and and shifted and alchemized a a lot of your old woundings. I'm just um, wondering if you could just like maybe elaborate on like the differences you notice in yourself since exploring this this path of being a multi-orgasmic man. 
Yeah, well, sometimes it's hard to distinguish the medicines as I'm doing a lot of different things. There's been, and they all work hand in hand as well. Like one prepares me for the other, one works in unison with the other. Um, yeah, I guess my my sexual confidence is just like continuously increasing and, and building. Um, yeah, like the way that I relate is changing. I feel more clearer I am down here, the more pleasure I'm connected into. Like that does definitely has like expanded my capacity for presence because I'm emotionally clear. And yeah, just being able to like hold that space within myself. There's so much that comes from that. I almost like don't want to put it into like like results because it's it's more about like foundationally who I am and what can actually come from that rather than it being, yeah, like, I have, like I've got this, I've got that, I've got this. It's like I feel, I feel more me, I feel more authentic, I feel more present and like so much more as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Just before we finish up, like I feel like we didn't really, we sort of went into the, the piece before around um, like opening your heart Um I'm wondering if you could just like briefly speak about the difference um, of how much pleasure your, your capacity to feel pleasure when there is a heart connection with a with a woman versus not knowing her and not having that safety. Yeah, it's really big. Um, I feel like there's like multiple things can go go into around that. Uh, it really just start, like it really starts with me. As like how how good I'm feeling about myself, how much self-love that I have within myself to bring into that space to begin with. I mean, sure, like you can start a start something and then like it like it happens during the process. But I do like to be from the get-go. The connection is very different. Like when the heart's open, the energy, the synergy between me and my partner will flow so much easier and there's less like when the heart is closed or the energy is not open and flowing it's like I can push it or I can really circulate it but it feels more blocked it doesn't feel as easier yeah there's just it feels denser so when the heart's open it just feels juicy and flowing and it's less about um doing and just being it's like mm. the state of being and I guess that's where like all that potential comes from is completely letting go of techniques and doing and like you like this and like I'm going to do this to you and really just like being present with wherever the flow of the sexual energy wants to go and the heart energy and what arises in the moment. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Mm. And if there was like one piece of wisdom that you would like to leave, what would that be? Mm, great question. Um, yeah, we all we all deserve to be connected to our orgasmic bliss and potential, and that no matter where you are or what's been what's happened on your journey, the the pathway to getting there. You know, it's like there's sometimes when it's uh, uh, there's a big gap between orgasmic bliss and where someone's at. Like the 
the growth and the pathway is like that's the real gift within itself so yeah i just want to encourage everyone to build a healthy connection with their sexuality and with their pleasure and um yeah reap the rewards of all the healing and integration that comes from that path Mm, yeah i love that Mm. and i feel like a a general consensus or like wisdom that's been shared here is just to like slow down and tune into the subtleties of energy and pleasure that um you know are there that wanting to be felt and often they're just hidden under Mm. a discomfort or a contraction that you know you don't want to meet in the moment so yeah it's like um like one of the speakers at enlightenment in the bedroom the other week was just talking about like you know can you just be aware of like the pleasure of like putting your feet in the grass you know Mm -hmm. or I was talking to my partner this morning and he was talking about like tuning into the subtleties of pleasure and he was saying how he was driving in the car and he was really just attuning to how nice it felt with the sun shining through the window and just hitting his chest and just like warming his whole body up you know Mm -hmm. it's like can we just slow down can we just be more aware of how we feel yeah and invite more pleasure into the mundane moments like doing the dishes you know <laughs> mm. oh thanks for joining us I feel like we'll probably end up jumping on and doing another podcast at some some point but mm-hmm. yeah it was such a pleasure to have you on and and to um yeah give you the opportunity to sh- to share your story with not just us us friends mm-hmm. <laughs> with the world um and I know that it's a bit of a journey of getting to the point of wanting to share your journey of especially things like anal and and pleasure which can be quite taboo um with the world so yeah really honoring um you being here and you opening up and and starting to share this and your magic in the world more around sexuality thank you thank you for inviting me on and holding space for the conversation and definitely excited to do more with you Mm, thanks love thanks for listening guys